Hello, and welcome to This Week at Charlestown Road, a branch of the Heavenbound podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and this is where we reflect on the weekend that was. We dig a little deeper into a recent sermon to give you something to think about as this week unfolds, but also preview what's to come this next weekend at Charlestown Road. Roger, after a little bit of a summer break, it is good to be back with you. Been a little while since we've been in the studio together. It has been, and I've missed this, and I hope our listeners have missed this as well. Uh, This is a good uh, avenue to talk and to learn and to grow, and we really appreciate this opportunity, and we appreciate everyone who sends us comments and lets us know about uh, uh, the impact we're having. That means a lot to both of us. On Wednesdays, of course, in the first part of our episode, we look back to this past Sunday. And of course, you had the privilege of preaching on Sunday morning. You talked about riding out the recession. Yeah, you know, th- uh, all the economists and is kind of talking like the direction where our country's going is back to a recession. Uh, we see the evidence of that in high prices and everything and high gas, empty shells, and just uh, uh, leaning towards some hard times. And we take that concept and we apply it spiritually. And what we did in that lesson is we kind of walked through the book of Hebrews in different ways. Chapter 2 of Hebrews in verse 1, it says, For this reason we must pay closer attention to what we've heard so that we do not drift away from it. And the idea of drifting is just kind of, you know, you, you get the idea you're just sitting in a boat and you're going wherever the current takes you. You're just kind of floating along and you're not really got a direction. And sometimes that happens to us in the summer. Sometimes it happens to us in our life. We just kind of float along. We take things for granted. We can do that in our marriage. We can do that with our families. We can do that spiritually. And what happens is we oftentimes will get ourselves in trouble by doing that. And so what we try to do in this lesson here is kind of look at some of the warnings and some of the admonitions in the book of Hebrews that helps us. And so real quickly, just kind of running through some of those, we talked about even here in chapter 2, verse 1, the idea of paying attention. You know, we got to kind of notice where we're going. And we use the analogy of driving a car and how important that is. And then returning to what you know works. We use that from the uh, what the Ephesians were told in Revelation chapter 2, that they need to go back and do the things that would work for them. And then take drastic measures. You know, you, you're serious about things. You're going you're gonna to go above and beyond. You're going to do whatever it takes to save your soul. And then to stay with it, to finish the course as the Apostle Paul did. And so all of those things will help us as we think about this idea of getting ourselves into a, a, a routine and a direction and a purpose and not just drifting along as the world does. At the heart of your sermon, of course, you talked a little bit about how those who are prepared will do well. Uh, we can't always control what's going on on the outside. You took us back to Jesus's conclusion of his Sermon on the Mount that just because one man chose to build on rock didn't mean that the rains didn't still fall and the winds didn't still blow and the floods didn't still rise, but he was prepared, right? One of the the basic principles for being able to ride out an economic recession is, okay, if you're going to be able to get through these relatively lean times, 
in a way that's not going to be devastating. You you can't wait until day 12 of a recession to to get prepared, right? We've got to think about savings. We've got to think about where we are living paycheck to paycheck. But that that also applies spiritually. There, there's no doubt in my mind there were some either in the room on Sunday morning or watching from a distance who know exactly what it is to go through times like this. But, uh, you know, right now things are okay. Uh, Well, this lesson still applied to them, right? Because if I'm not engaged in those routines, those works uh, of first importance and and foundational for a disciple of Jesus, um, I, I have to be doing those things in good times and difficult times, right? I, I have to be mindful of what it means to walk with Jesus when the sun is shining and there's a storm on the sea of life. And one of the phrases that you really encouraged us to pay attention to, I, I think connecting us well to, okay, whatever's going on in my life right now, I need to remember this phrase. You encouraged us to write it down on our bulletins, maybe even write it on the inside cover of our Bibles. The phrase you gave us was, face the direction you're going. Now, you ran across that recently in travels, right? Let's talk about that first of all. Sure. And and it, it's one of those statements you see that you just say, oh, that's so good. That is so true. <laughs> and uh, there will be a coming jump start on this, too, because I just love that phrase so much. So we were in London's Heathrow Airport, and it is just packed with people. In fact, uh, it was common to me that you just change one letter from Heathrow and becomes death row. <laughs> and that, that crosses your mind, that throng of people. But we were on one of those, I call them people movers, one of those conveyor belts that, that you, you just stand on and moves you down. Most airports have those. And hanging above that was that sign, face the direction you are going. Now, th- that wasn't intended to be a spiritual lesson. That That was just... Uh, a warning for the people on those little people movers. Because if you're in a conversation with two or three people and you've got your back to the direction you're going, you may run right into somebody or eventually those people movers come to an end and you're going to fall down. So it was, it was really just kind of advice that you need to stand and face the direction you're going so you don't have trouble. But spiritually, that spoke to me. And spiritually, it's, it's just really what the New Testament is teaching us, that we need to face the direction that we're going. We want to go to heaven, but the issue a lot of people have today is they're not facing that direction. So by facing the wrong direction, they're influenced by the world, and the choices that they make are not going to be the right choices. And what they need to do is turn around and face the direction they're going. All right. So here we are on an entire podcast called Heaven Bound. We make a big deal about that. That is the title of our bulletin every Sunday morning. We've got it all over the place here in our church building at Charlestown Road. We hear that phrase a lot, Heaven Bound. We know 
where we're going. You want to be heaven bound. I want to be heaven bound. We want to try and help our church family, every single member be heaven bound. Those little kids who are growing up in our church family to be heaven bound. We want everybody listening to this podcast to be heaven bound. But what I love about you highlighting this phrase is if I'm going to be heaven bound, I must be heaven facing. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Maybe someone's listening to this first thing Wednesday morning or Thursday afternoon. Practically speaking, what does it mean? What will it look like to be heaven facing? Let's, let's put a couple of verses on that. You know, we remember way back in the book of Daniel, when Daniel got in trouble for saying a prayer, uh, the Bible says in Daniel 6 that he was praying in his window and he's facing Jerusalem. I like that. That That's where his heart was. That's where he wanted to be. So he faced the direction he was going. We remind ourselves in uh, Colossians where Paul tells us to set your mind on things above. That That's a purpose choice. Uh, you, you know, you set the table, we say, or we set about doing these things. This is what I decide to think about today. And so that's that idea of facing the direction you want to go. Back to the Hebrew writer in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus. There's that idea again. And so so in, in a world we live in today, and there's so much bombardment and opinions and social media and everyone has a voice, I can be facing the wrong direction and be caught up in all those things. And that will create worry and fear and doubt. Or I can turn and face my Lord, even though I don't know what the answers to all these things are, he does. And so that sets a sense of calm and peace in my heart. It sets me about doing what God wants me to do. So, okay, I I hear you saying there's, you know, media, there's social media, there's obligations, responsibilities day by day. Let's maybe just start with, okay, the alarm goes off. Uh, Six o'clock, let's say. I'm pretty sure your alarm goes off earlier than that. Let's say six o'clock a.m., the alarm goes off. How can I practically, from the start of a day, fix my eyes on Jesus, even if I have to go to work that morning? Give us some practical tips along those lines. Well, one of the first things I would do, it'd be if you have to leave the house at a certain time, don't set your clock just so you can just scrape by in the last second. Great advice. Um, Because something always happens. You know, there's something that's always Somebody's throwing up. The dog's not right. Something, and, and, and immediately you're 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 stressed because you're running short on time. And so get to bed early, and then set your time so you can get up. And so when your eyes open, you say a prayer to the Lord. You get a brand new day given to you by God. This is a gift, and you pray that you use it wisely. You pray that uh, your your choices will be godly. You pray that when you interact with people that you'll think of the right things to say and, and you won't put your foot in your mouth and, and embarrass the Lord or embarrass the Lord or yourself by doing those things. And so, so you begin the day by saying a prayer. And that right there is inviting heaven into your world. And then as you go about these things, you, you, you're just constantly thinking about spiritual things. I, one of the things that disturbs me and bothers me is I think, 
a lot of folks today, uh, they leave their faith at the church house. Come in Sunday, they put their faith on, and they're they're thinking about Jesus. Services in, they hang their faith back up, and they leaves it in the church building until they come back again. That's never the concept of the Bible. Everywhere we go, everything we're doing should be wrapped up in Jesus. And that's how I should see the things. I'm going to have a hard time going through a recession if I have my faith that I just put on inside of a church building, right? If it's not a way of life. Just like if I'm going to be able to ride out a recession economically, I I have to lead a certain disciplined way of financial life, right? The same thing applies spiritually. So I love the idea of beginning the day with prayer. Of course, you serve us here at Charlestown Road and many near and far by providing us Monday through Friday a basic jump start, something that arrives in our inboxes very, very early in the morning. You're not up at three in the morning writing those, right? right. But you, uh, you, you schedule them for us so that they are first thing, here's something of spiritual importance I can focus on to spiritually jumpstart my day. You you work hard on just basic quick quotes that if people are active on social media, just some positive, challenging, thought-provoking phrase to get us thinking, you know, on our commute. Maybe, like you said, if I'm leaving the house on my commute, it's not sinful, of course, to listen to the radio. But if day by day by day, I'm just listening to economic talk radio doom and gloom, or I'm even listening maybe to sports radio. Nothing wrong with sports, but if that's what I'm filling my mind with day by day from the start of a day, it is setting a kind of tone and maybe not the healthiest tone possible for the rest of my day. That's maybe where podcasts come into play. Absolutely. Or, or, uh, Get, get some gospel music and put on, listen to some hymns and some things like that. Even uh, playing Bible verses while you're on the commute that will kind of get your mind in a set where you're going. Again, what we're talking about is facing the direction you're going. And so as I face the direction I'm going, I'm going to be looking at spiritual things and I'm going to be doing these things. Now, it's interesting when we were traveling and through the Heathrow Airport, I saw that sign I was with a companion, and I told my friend, who also was the preacher, I said, look at that. And he looked at that and says, huh. I said, no. I said, that's a sermon. (laughs) He looked at it again and took his phone out and took a picture of it. He said, that's right. (laughs) And that's what you do. That's what you do. And and, and so you, you put your spiritual eyes on, and you'll see physical signs like face the direction you are going. Okay, How many people see that every single day, and they don't think of anything? But you got your spiritual eyes on and say, you know what? That's what the Bible teaches. And you'll see little things like little reminders everywhere, just floating around just here and there. And you'll see that. And again, that takes you back to the Lord, that takes you back to the gospel, that gets your mind reminding yourself, man, I need to do that. Sometimes I'm looking at the wrong direction. Sometimes I'm letting the things behind me bother me more than what's ahead of me. And that's the Lord. 
Roger, you and I both, we've talked in the past about how special it is maybe visiting someone in a nursing home or a hospital. Someone is going through tough times. They didn't wait until they ended up in the hospital room to build a relationship with God. They're able to recite psalms, sing hymns without a songbook, right? They're able to reflect on episodes from Jesus's life and draw strength and courage from that because they prepared for that recession before it came. It reminds me of Psalm 123. It's a, a psalm-like Hebrews 12 that you referenced earlier, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Psalm 123 verse 1 says, To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maidservant to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he has mercy upon us. Bible classes help us look to the Lord our God. Daily Bible reading, assembling with the saints, all of these things train us to have our eyes fixed, maybe in really good times, so that in the really tough times, even through the darkest of valleys, we know where to lift our eyes. And when we're facing the direction we're going, there's a lot of things behind us we're not going to see. Yeah. We're looking forward. And so people will talk about TV series and movies and did you see this and did you see that? And everybody's talking about it. And everybody, you know what? No, no, I, I didn't see that one. I didn't catch that one. No, no. You know, well, why not? Well, I'm, I'm looking another direction. That's why I'm looking another direction. Those things don't interest me. And, and it's going to keep you out of trouble when you look the direction you're going to go. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a people mover in an airport. It could be just walking down the street. You know, if you're, you know, looking the direction we're going, we're going to see that the sidewalk is uneven or there's something in the road. But if you're trying to walk backwards, uh, you're going to have trouble and you're going to probably fall down. And so, so it's just a simple concept, but it's so true to life that we need to be focused upon the spiritual things. And that will change our character and it'll change our kindness and our generosity. It opens our hearts because what we're looking at is Jesus. And because of that, it brings such comfort and assurance within us. If we're going to be heaven-bound, we have to be heaven-facing. What a great reminder here in the middle of this week. It was a sermon that did good, me good, a, a phrase that has done me good. And we would definitely encourage you, if you haven't had the opportunity to watch or to listen to Roger's sermon from this past Sunday morning, writing out the recession, you would be well served in doing that. We've got an opportunity to continue to do that this evening, of course, at 7 o'clock p.m. We are right here on the front end of our Wednesday evening summer series, 
in Christ alone. We are drawing phrases over the course of nine different Wednesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. from that powerful hymn. Lord willing, this evening we have Bob Watson from Alabama who is scheduled to be with us. Wednesday evening, 7 o'clock p.m., he's going to be talking to us about the Christ who took on flesh. Roger, that's exactly what you've talked to us about from Hebrews 12. Tonight is an opportunity for us to fix our eyes on Jesus, heaven-facing, so that we can be heaven-bound. That's this evening, 7 o'clock p.m. Roger, this coming Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m., you've got the opportunity to preach again. Yes, and we've been talking a lot about the trees of the Bible, which is based on our VBS we had back in June, and Jason has just taken us through a lot of that. A lot of the lessons were based upon the early pages of Genesis when we think about the Garden of Eden. And I'm going to return to that story in Genesis 3, and we're going to walk through what we call the fall of man, and we're going to talk about what I call tricked by the trickster. And we're going to look at some things that uh, Satan said to Eve, some things that Eve said to Adam, and we're going to look at some things that apply to us as well as we look at that lesson. Roger, it is good to be back behind the microphone with you. We were so encouraged by members of our own church family and those from a distance who let us know that they missed these conversations That was so encouraging to us. We appreciate you joining us for today's episode of This Week at Charlestown Road. We would love to see you this evening at 7 o'clock p.m. We're already looking forward to Sunday, the best day of the week, and we would love to have you come and grow with us. 